At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Ms. T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Hey, all of you. Let's make it do what it do. You're tuned in to Talking with T. You'll always know the deal because here we keep it real. I'm Tanisha Baker, and I'm always delighted and excited to host a show that keeps you in the know. Today is June 26th, the last Monday of this month, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, pop singer Ariana Grande, Atlanta football legend Michael Vick, and Bernard A. Harris Jr., the first African-American to walk in space. Today in history... W.E.B. Du Bois resigned from his position at the NAACP and beloved James Weldon Johnson died from injuries he received in an auto accident. Today on the national calendar is celebrated as National Beautician's Day and National Chocolate Pudding Day. Let's hop right into our happy highlights. First, there is a story about a couple, Michael and Camille Garaldi, who are a husband and nurse duo. Over the last four decades, the couple has adopted 88 children with special needs. They adopted all of these children when they were infants. The couple took in children who others may have shunned. Some of them needed extreme care. I am in awe respect of this couple. In a time when society sometimes ignores our most vulnerable, They are doing more than their part to make a difference. And speaking of making a difference, we never know what a simple act of kindness can do for someone. Milan Wilkinson was planning to take her own life, standing on top of a wall on the Britannia Bridge in Wales. She was looking down at the water 130 feet below when a man approached her. He asked her to come down and give him a hug. He said that life could be better, even good, and the finality of this act would probably hurt everyone around her. He said each day was a gift, and she'd probably regret ending her life. The stranger's name was Gwen Jones, a math teacher. Wilkinson says she owes her life to him. She now runs a blog about her mental health issues and says that writing about her experiences is a form of therapy. As I promised, there's been a lot of talk about the health care repeal and replace plan. Let's try and figure this whole thing out. Republicans have unveiled their plan to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act, which we also know as Obamacare. I'm going to attempt an overview of this, but I'm also providing a link on my website so you can review it again at your leisure. I'm just going to hit some of the bigger themes and highlights to help inform you of what's going on. Under the new plan, there will be a series of reductions in federal aid for economically disadvantaged Americans who rely on Medicaid and qualify for federal subsidies, which is money granted by the government to reduce the price of something. It is estimated under the new plan that 23 million fewer people would have insurance over the next decade. 
The hardest hit, of course, will be those who are low income, elderly, or those that are already sick. Now, insurance premiums are projected to be cheaper after the year 2020 under the new plan, but on average, those plans will cover less and have higher out-of-pocket expenses, which is why low-income individuals or families may not be able to afford the care they need if they become sick. Under the Affordable Care Act, a person is required to purchase health care or pay a tax penalty. Under the Senate version of the new plan, this mandate is eliminated, and there will be no penalties for people who do not maintain coverage. Under the House plan, there's still no tax penalty, but if anyone goes without insurance for more than two months, they would be subject to a 30% premium surcharge when they try to buy a new plan. Under the Affordable Care Act, subsidies are tied to a person's income and the cost of insurance in that person's area. Under the new version, the Senate plan would still link subsidies to income, but the income levels would be lowered to qualify. The House plan would link subsidies to age, not income. So the younger you are, the less help you would get. One of the biggest things to pay attention to is that under the Affordable Care Act, Americans can still get insurance even if they are sick. Insurers are not allowed to charge sick people more for coverage or impose limits. Insurers also cannot charge older consumers more than three times the amount charged to younger consumers. Under the new plan, limits can be imposed. The Senate bill still would not allow insurers to charge sick people more, but the House version of the bill would. The House version and the Senate version would allow insurers to charge older people five times more than younger people. Insurers could also scale back conditions they are required to cover. So regarding women's health under the new plan, states could seek waivers to allow insurers to waive benefits such as maternity care and contraceptives, and Medicaid would be barred from providing funding for any health clinics that provide abortion services, including Planned Parenthood. Remember, you can visit www.talkingwithtea.com and look for the links under today's show to review and compare the new GOP plan that is proposed to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act. As June is recognized as Black Music Month, let's take a break and check out the latest music from Carlton Star Relaford featuring Titus and Jackie Hampton. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back after we hear Mind Right. New music on Talking With T.
but I ain't listen to her. Got caught up selling Mary Mary, how to call it to her. All I knew was murder, kill, kill, murder, kill. Pop a pill, crack a bottle, fill that winter chill. All my homies knew the block like they backhand. But I was stranger to the notion playing Pac-Man. Wanted to rap since I was six with Mama Cat Scan. Came back bald-headed with a sad grin. I almost lost it to a toxic daily, watch the boxing. Cried for it, cause you can't when your baby's watching. Been the strongest woman ever since the day she dead. Mama gon' be queen forever till the day she dead. Empty bellies made me jelly of the kids with bread. Had to miss a few meals, she did the best she can. I love you, mama, every dollar you invested in. Made me richer than the color of your sacred skin. Just to keep us in A residence away from drugs and the violence Couldn't escape it cause the neighbors didn't want us there They took it out on the house cause they ain't like our skin Wasn't hood enough for the hood so I never fit in Took to the music, turned away from the politics Grew in my faith though there's still some things I struggle with I thought my pops was the toughest till his cancer hit I saw him suffer through my pain that I would never wish On anybody cause all we're trying to do is live And what we do to have our life keeps us from living it Follow my heart and not the path that they said I should take So many ups and downs but still the best decision I made I was lost and through the struggles man I found my way It made me strong enough to stand for who I am today Put your ears on blast. This will go real fast. There's so much news to share with you. Listen close to today's Monday Minute Quick Bits and review of trending news. Joining me on this show, I have both the know-it-all Professor Jay and our lead investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam. So we're just going to highlight a few stories today because I took some time earlier in the show to discuss the proposed health care bill. Let's start with uh, this past Wednesday. A police officer was stabbed at the International Airport in Flint, Michigan, and the incident is being investigated as an act of terrorism. And it seems at least once a month I'm reading some story about an act of terrorism, whether it's a lone person or a group that is doing these things. And a lot of it is happening right here in the U.S. That was a retrial in the case of Cincinnati Police Officer Ray Tensing and his shooting of unarmed black man Sam DuBose. The judge advised the jury, comprised of nine whites and three blacks, to reexamine their views and listen to one another's opinion. But after further deliberation, nothing changed, and so the second mistrial was declared. And if you remember, 
Sam Duvos was pulled over for a missing front license plate in July 2015 when he met his fate at the hands of law enforcement. And meanwhile, Michael Brown's family settles their wrongful death lawsuit for one and a half million dollars. And of course, this won't bring back their child. And Michael Brown was, of course, black, 18 and unarmed when he was shot by Officer Darren Wilson in August of 2015. And as we have found more often than not, Officer Wilson was cleared of wrongdoing, but he did end up resigning. One million dollars just doesn't seem like enough, being that they just awarded this man $1.6 million because someone killed his canine dog. And on top of that, they gave the young black man 45 years in prison for shooting the canine dog. You know what? I did read about that, but I didn't read. Now, they gave the man how much money? $1.69 million. Because somebody shot his dog. Because somebody shot his dog. So it's looking like in in our eyes that animals are are getting better justice than, than real-life people. And then in the right. justice system, how can you possibly give somebody 45 years for shooting a dog? I don't care if it was a canine or not. Just for, That just seems like. Just a lot of time. Well, speaking of dogs, uh, today was Michael Vick's birthday. <laughs> I, mean, you know I don't know if that was a right. <laughs> no, no point intended. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a good lead in or not, but it is. So today is Michael Vick's birthday, you know, with his fine dog fighting self. But, um,. <laughs> The reason I even brought him up today is that I recently learned that his father was indicted on charges related to heroin and money laundering. So that's quite the scandal going on there in Atlanta. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Down there in those parts. Well, uh, we're going to talk about one of Jay's favorite people, Donald Trump, who has admitted that he does not... <laughs> I feel like, was there some static or some sign on the line? That was a very exasperated sign. We don't have the nice little bleep to censor my words, so I just had to sign because had I said anything else, you know, we probably would be off the air. Oh, okay. Well, let me continue. But okay. Go ahead. Well, I, I just wanted to quickly say that he admitted that he did not have recordings of the private conversation that he had with Comey. And so the question is, I guess, will we ever know the truth? Although I think a lot of us, at least on this side, tend to believe Comey's version of what happened in the private or those secret meetings. But I kind of suspected that was a bluff from the beginning, but he's finally admitted he does not have those recordings. Well, when is he going to admit that he's not qualified to be president? (laughs) He did tweet that he didn't know it was going to be this hard. (laughs) Well, now you know. You know. I, anyway, I don't know. I'm sure <laughs> there'll be more, many more conversations to come over the next weeks. And, and I'm just saying weeks in a hopeful way that it's not months or years from his antics. I'm just hoping that we find some way to resolve this quickly. Yes. Right. Well, there was a woman who was accused of drugging children with Benadryl so she could control them. And she was actually arrested. In our neck of the woods, Pam, they found her here in Knoxville, Tennessee, and apparently Savion Porter, who's out of Georgia, had an arrest warrant issued for felony cruelty to a child. 
She is accused of drugging her four children, ages one through eight, as well as keeping them out of school for a year. And I'm going to stop right there because I know if a kid is out of school for any length of time, let alone a year, someone, usually truant officers or somebody, comes looking for them. But anyway, she kept her four kids out of school for a year. Why did they let it go so long, though? Well, I don't know. Now, some of this I read appeared like she was on the run. So maybe they had a difficult time finding her. But when DCS showed up to her apartment in Sneakville, Georgia, she moved. Like they said, they went there and a kid opened the door and another kid quickly shut it. And when they went back with authorities, everything was gone. So outside of the incidents in Georgia, she had 10 incidents on her record in New York. And, you know, I don't know lately if it's just that I'm paying attention more or if it's in the media more, but this is just one of several stories about negligent or abusive parents that keep surfacing in the news because that was this lady whose baby drowned in the tub. I don't know if you saw that. And that would have been on this past week where the baby drowned in the tub while she was consumed with Facebook. And she reportedly was on Facebook arguing with a neighbor. I guess the neighbor had accused her of stealing some items. And then there were other Facebook posts about drug paraphernalia and just things that don't show a positive light on her character. And we keep telling people that social media can be fun and engaging and interactive and all those things. But it definitely, whether true or not, um, gives people an opinion or insight into who you are as a person. But that being said, the baby passed away, unfortunately, while she was consumed with Facebook. And then if you remember last week, we had the lady that duct taped her child to a chair. Remember that, Pam? Yes. Yeah, that nut. And then there's a story this past week about a mother that left her two kids in a hot car, supposedly to teach them a lesson. and then. The kids ended up dying. Now, keep in mind, these kids were two years old and 16 months. So while they were in the car being punished, she's in the house reportedly smoking a joint, and then she took a three-hour nap, came back to the car to check on the kids. And, again, sadly, the kids had died from exposure to that type of heat. I don't what was she smoking? Because, uh, why not just take me with you? Well. What I don't understand is punishing them by putting them in a hot car at the age of two and 16 months. So that baby. Punishment. I mean, at least in in terms of disciplining a child, because with the summer months being in full swing, that's something that unfortunately has tended to happen where parents have left their children in hot cars. So, you know, you question the suitability of this woman to be a mother, and clearly all the evidence points to the fact that she's not. An update to a story that's been trending in the news for quite a while. I thought it was a joke when I first heard it, like that somebody was just, I don't know, saying something funny, but it seems to be accurate that Bill Cosby plans to tour the country to educate youth about sexual assault. And You know, I'm just going to sit that right there for the people to ponder. I'm, I'm pondering. <laughs> you pondering? I'm pondering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead and continue to ponder. 
while I also share on a different note altogether that Al Capone's pocket watch brought in over $84,000 during a Massachusetts auction featuring artifacts from some of America's most notorious gangsters. $84,000 for a pocket watch. For a pocket watch. Yes. Al Capone's. Wow. All right. So, yeah, this next story is fitting for the Crazy Chronicles. A man in Santa Ana, California, got a phone call from his friend 11 days after he buried who he thought was his son, saying that his son was alive. Then his friend put his son on the phone, you know, to validate his story, I guess. So the Orange County Coroner's Office misidentified the body, and I'm going to need them to be a little more careful, but Mr. Kerrigan, who's the father, yeah, of Wildemore, who's the son, was told by the coroner's office that the body of a man that had been found dead behind a Verizon store was his son. They even told him they had fingerprints. So also understand that the family went to the scene where the body had been found, which was disturbing. It was bloody, and they left a photo, a candle, flowers, you know, things that... People often do it a scene where they've lost a loved one. And then they went through the pain of a funeral, which cost them $20,000. Not only that, the state stopped disability payments uh, for the son, who had, I think, some mild mental illness and kind of lived on the street. But the family's now working to restore that money to take care of him. One of my big questions was, though, when the family actually saw the body, did they not realize it wasn't their kin folks? That's like, what I was just thinking. I mean, Don't you have to identify the body to at the corners for them to release it to the funeral home. Well, no. See, when the coroner called them, they told them who it was based on these fingerprints. And so, the father said, "You know, when you get a call like that, and they say we've identified the body and we have his fingerprints." then you take it at their word. And so they then, I guess, called whatever funeral uh, home was going to serve the family for the son's death, and they took it from there. But at the point, they said when the man was at the funeral home and he rubbed his hand through his son's hair, thinking, you know, that he was burying his son, I'm, I'm, that's the part where I'm like, would you not know that that was your child? And if he didn't, then I'm wondering if somebody had seen this guy or checked on him long before they were told he was dead. You know, and of course, since the body was supposedly identified by fingerprints, they didn't question it. Maybe they just thought the funeral home didn't do a good job. I don't know. But the, <laughs> I mean, but the father did say he didn't know what his dead son was going to look like until he got to the funeral home. But they went on with the funeral, buried him and everything. And like I said, almost two weeks later, you get a call say, from your son now that you thought you buried, uh, that alive. he was alive. So that's good news on the family's part. But I'm sure they went through a lot of pain and grief. I can't, you know, just imagine the pain of losing a child they deserve some sort of compensation for that. And then whose whose child is it that they buried? They uh, nobody just is not like missing a child. Like I mean, so when I say his son, of course he's not a young child. 
it was yeah. a guy, you know, receiving disability and everything, an adult. But I don't know. They didn't say anything about identifying actual body who it was. I don't know that they found out who it was, but because they were still trying to figure out how they made that mistake in the first place with the fingerprints and everything. That's crazy. They had one job. That's one what job. I'm trying to figure out. You said they had one job. <laughs> they had one job. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Well, y'all, you know, that's it for this bit. I was glad to have you here and can't wait to hear what you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. All right now. Hey, y'all, it's Roxy. How y'all doing today? I pray you all have had a blessed week. Just want to drop something by you real quick, something that is a natural experience for us all, that being constipation. I know y'all probably thinking, what in the world is she getting rid of? But, now this happens with everybody, the young, the old. Constipation does not discriminate. We know that. The thing of it is, though, what gets me is, when you really, really, really need to go and you sit down and get comfortable and try to get in the right frame of mind to go, hoping and praying that this time it comes out, it decides that it wants to just pop its head out, look around, check out the toilet bowl, and go back in. So now you've got to push and push and you're breaking out in sweat and saying, Dear God, Father, can you please help me? Please let this come on out. And when it does, don't it feel so good? I just love it. I'm sorry, y'all. I had to tell y'all about that. Your girl's been backed up. You have just been rocked and rolled by Miss Roxy. There is always so much going on in the media. We don't have time to report it all on the show. You can find out more information on the stories we do report by visiting www.talkingwithtea.com. Stay engaged and keep up with trending news and hot topics by visiting the website and following the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm telling you, you need to make it a point to visit my social media outlets and just scroll through the page each day to stay on top of what's going on and to stay aware of issues that are important to the community, important to our nation, and important in our world. Remember, you can listen to Talking With T anytime on Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spreaker, or Google Music. And new shows will continue to drop each Monday. You can visit the webpage and the latest edition of Talking With T will play immediately. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Two things define you. Your patience when you have nothing and your attitude when you have everything. Remember where you heard the word and keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with Tea.